This won't come up on the screen, but if you're taking notes, um, I believe we are all visionaries. I do believe that God has shown you something about your future. And maybe you, you didn't latch on to it or catch it, but I do believe God has given you a word for your future. And, um, and then sometimes it's not on God. Sometimes it's, it's on us. It, it's just an inner desire that is good for us. And if it's good for us, it's going to bless others. And so some of you have a vision for your health. Some of you have a vision for your relationships, financial. That's all vision. And so um, I just want to encourage you as you pursue the vision that God has on your heart. I believe that God is calling us to bring those things together in the local church to advance his kingdom in the world. And so I want want to share uh, seven important dates uh, as we end off this year and as we move into next year. I'm a visionary, so I'm, I'm excited about what's ahead. I'm already planning for a lot of things. Yesterday, we, uh, we had our visionary brunch, and that's an occasion where we bring uh, our most generous givers together into yeah. one room uh, just to, to recognize them, appreciate them, celebrate them. And we also share some vision into next year and um, even the year beyond that. And so it was a very exciting, great time that we had together. And so I want to share seven important dates. Yeah. Uh, maybe you want to jot down some notes. You're going to hear about these things, but just to get out front. Um, on December the 11th, we have our vision offering. And uh, like I said, I'm learning how to, how to simplify this because over the years, it's been something different. It's been, last year it was the move, moving forward offering or something, but uh, it's our vision offering. Uh, we've done this now for six years. We bring our annual offering. The offering is above and beyond your normal giving, above and beyond your normal tithe. The tithe sustains the church. It helps us to pay the bills. It helps us get from week to week. But the offering has the power to push us into the future. Yeah. So um, we want to bring our best offering. I know Pastor Kyra, Jay, and Judah, we're going to bring our best offering this year. I'm gonna, we're going to sit around the table and and stretch ourselves and say, can, can we give a little bit more? So we can't wait for vision offering. All four experiences on December the 11th. It's a powerful thing. It's a, it's a faith step. God is going to speak to you about 2023. I always say you should attach a prayer to your offering because you're sowing a seed. And uh, that's going to be great. Highlight Christmas is going to be two days this year. Come on, everybody. I'm excited about this. Only four experiences, so don't get scared. It's not eight experiences in two days, but it's only four, okay? Um, One day it's going to be eight. One day it's going to be a lot across the entire state of Maryland. So it doesn't really matter if it was eight. You guys would be ready for it anyway. All right, so Friday, December 23rd, and then Saturday, December 24th. The Friday ones will be in the afternoon, evening. The Saturdays will be in the morning so that you can have your Christmas Eve to yourself. Traditionally, we've done it on Christmas Eve at nighttime. So we want to give you that whole day. Okay, so highlight Christmas is going to be a magical, beautiful time. My favorite holiday personally. A lot of people say Thanksgiving, but I'm like, why? Why Thanksgiving? You get the same food on Christmas and you get gifts. So just throw that out there. And you're like, I never thought about that. He's right. So now Christmas is your favorite holiday. All right. So uh, January the 1st, I want (laughs) to, January the 1st, January the 1st, we will not be in person. 
I said this three times last service. We will not be here. Say it with me. We will not be here. Because some of y'all are going to come. And I'm like, well, we, we didn't get the email. We didn't get the text. Pastor didn't say nothing. I got witnesses. We will not be in person on January 1st. Home for the holidays. We will provide an online experience. We want you to enjoy that Sunday off. Okay? And then I need y'all to be ready for this. Because after all the eating and the holiday uh, cheer and all that stuff. Y'all know what's coming. Our 21 days of fasting and prayer. Can we celebrate that? The people who aren't clapping think that you guys are weirdos. And so um, they're like, why are you clapping? We can't eat in January. Okay. So 21 days of fasting and prayer. Powerful time. We always seek the Lord at the beginning of the year. We always draw close to him. And we always ask him to move throughout the year. All right, January 9th through January 29th, going to be a great time of fasting and prayer. And with that, we're going to have morning prayer on those Saturdays, okay? Uh, The 14th, 21st, and 28th, morning prayer. It's going to be synonymous to a Sunday worship experience. We want to be intentional about it. It's going to be powerful time. And then Highlight Leadership. We've had 93 people go through Highlight Leadership this year. And so on February 6th, that's going to be our winter, spring semester next year. Uh, Applications will be available online to apply in January. Uh, This is where we get our next layer of team leaders and assistant team leaders and coordinators. This is where uh, future directors, future staff, future pastors are going to come through highlight leadership. And and then I'm I'm excited, ladies. Y'all need to be excited because flourishing was powerful this year. But, but, but God is doing something fresh and something new. It's going to be amazing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to pop on my wig. I'm going to shave. I'm going to throw on some heels so I, you know, hopefully I don't crack my ankle or anything. I'm going to get into flourishing. Flourishing conference, two-day conference. Come on, everybody. May. Come on now. Y'all got to be excited about this. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. I'm just going to come as myself and I'm going to serve. But May 5th and May 6th, a two-day conference. It's going to be so holistic. Um, My wife is in the lab right now working on spirit. She's working on body, mind, and and soul. We're going to have some some professional doctors and uh, uh, counselors, guest speakers, some goodies. It's going to be a two-day experience. Come on, let's celebrate that one more time. It's going to be great. We're going big. And um, men, I practice this in the mirror. Let me get this right. Single men, listen to me. You got to serve flourishing. Okay. See, y'all, y'all have gotten it right half the time. You serve and you dress so well. But when you're serving, you don't say nothing to the ladies. Y'all, y'all get shy. Y'all get bashful. You just set it up. and you. So in February, we got a relationship series to, to help you open your mouth. Oh, this is a weird church. Everybody should be clapping. We should want people to get together. And so anyway, man, you got to serve. I'll be there serving. We'll have the whole team. But it's it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be beautiful. So at any rate, someone say vision. 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 Awesome. Awesome. Can we put our hands together for Jason? He's amazing. Jason. Jason's good. Thanks, Jason. Awesome. So let's get into the word of God. All right. So today I want to entitle today, if you're taking notes, our church, our church. And um, our church is only a small link 
in the chain of the church, the capital C church. Okay, we're lowercase c church. There are many local churches across the world. But we all as believers, whatever church people sit in this morning, we all as believers make up the capital C church. And the church was born in 33 AD, if you're taking notes. You can find the birth of the church in the book of Acts. This is the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the apostles, um, who were Jesus' original disciples. It was 120 people in an upper room, and the Lord sent the Holy Spirit, and the church was born. The church was born 1,989 years ago. It has spanned history. It has um, endured through many different kingdoms. Nations have risen. Nations have fallen. But the church still remains. And uh, even in the book of Daniel, uh, the, the, the Lord gave Daniel a vision that showed that it was going to be the church that would, um, that would overcome every kingdom of the world. Because when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back for America. He's not coming back for Europe. He's not coming back for Russia. He's coming back for the church. And so he, he, he sees to it that we endure, that the church lives on throughout the ages. And so um, the church, but with that, our church is a part of the church and our church has a future. Okay. But in, in order for us to move into the future, we have to understand the power of the present. We have to understand who we are and what we are. Many of us were raised in the church. But we didn't understand the significance of the church, why, why it was important. We just went because we were forced. Our parents took us. God, eh, the Bible, okay, we understand worship. But why is it so significant? Why, why do we go to church? So I've been sent on an assignment today to give us four metaphors of the local church. Four metaphors of the local church. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but just four strong metaphors about who we are. And from there, we're going to move into the future that God has for each of us. So number one, uh, the Bible talks about that the church is a house. It's a house. The church is a house. Okay. It says this here, Psalm 26, verse 8. It says, Lord, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. I, this is King David. You, you got to get you some King David. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, He's going to be one of the first guys I hug. Hopefully I don't get too excited when I see him in heaven. Uh, don't kiss me. Okay. okay. Oh, man, I just love you. I read you all, all my life. But King David, man. Someone say King David. He, he said, I love the house where you live, the place where your glory dwells. He also wrote in the psalm, he said, um, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So uh, to go to church wasn't a burden for him. It was his favorite day of the week to go to church. So, so here's the deal. You're going to hear, if, if you've been walking with Christ for any length of time, you're going to hear some, um, some Christians say, well, it's not about the building it's about the body of people. Yeah. Or it's not about the place, it's about the people. Because we as people, we make up the church. But the truth of the matter is, is that all throughout Scripture, from Genesis to Revelation, God always had his people meet in a place. So the place does matter, right? I doubt many of you would be gathered with me outside today. 
<laughs> it's 30 degrees here. Sorry if you didn't know. And the wind is blowing. So is that right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? You, just keep it real. Don't lie in the, in the house of the Lord, right? You would not be out there with me if we said, we having church outside today at 10 a.m. You'd be like, no, nah, Pastor, we'll chime in online. We wouldn't even have a camera crew. It's so cold, right? So the people of God have always met in a place. It's not just the people. It's also a place, okay? And God cares about places. It's, it's a house. Highlight Church over six years has moved from place to place to place. I remember our first place was my mother-in-law's living room. And Megan, you were on a computer while you were at work at the hospital, sneaking in the meetings in New York with your mom. Megan's mom is here, everybody. We love Miss Marisol. Look at her. Get your moment, mama. Hey, y'all. It's me. Sorry, girl. I love you, mom. And, um, and so she would be on a computer, and we moved from a living room to, to Megan's basement in, in uh, Gaithersburg, North Potomac area when we moved here. And then we moved to a community center, the youth center down the road. Then we moved into Shady Grove because the family got bigger. So we went to Shady Grove Middle School. Now we're here in Granary. And we started with one experience. Now we have four because the family is growing. We have more kids. But God has always seen to it that we as a church, come on now, have a place. We have a place to meet. And it's a place where we gather for prayer. We gather for encouragement and connection. All right. Number two, it's a home. It's a home. And and I'm so grateful for all of the superheroes and volunteers that make this place a home. For all of the visionaries we celebrated with yesterday that that give financially into this house in a strong way that make it into a home, a a resourced home, an equipped home, a warm home, a clean home. It's a home. Matter of fact, the communion bread, someone had to pay for it. It's a home. That communion blood of Jesus, somebody had to pay for it. It's a home. I thank God for the volunteers. We were pulling into church today and once again it's freezing out there and we saw a little brother. A little brother was out there. Anthony. Anthony Perry, everybody. I don't know if he's in here right now, but he was out there smiling, and I'm like, I know he's cold, but he's smiling and he's serving, you know, but that cheered me up, man. We pulled in. We saw those men. You can admit, like, when, 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 you're, when you're down and you're, you're getting to church, you see the blue flags. Something lifts up in you a little bit. Then you see the men and the women out there on the parking team, and you start to smile, and you pull in, and you park. Then you get a smile from the greeters. You might get a high five, but people notice you. People recognize you. Then you can check your kids in. They get cared for, and then we got our ushers, and, and we have the worship team. It's it's a home. It's a home. All of that is a home. Come on, let's celebrate that. It's, it's a home. And then um, we get into smaller rooms and light groups. We go into a room in our light group. So it's a home with many rooms. And the rooms are your light groups where you can pray and get into the word of God. And um, hopefully you, you, you develop some intimate relationships with one or two people that you can be vulnerable with. So you can start to heal and say, I'm going through this. Right. It's a home where you get healing. Now, I want to encourage you, those of you who are serving, there's a blessing in store for you in heaven. God has a crown of glory waiting on you every time you give, every time you serve. Heaven is up there taking a note. The Bible says that we will be judged for everything we do in this body, whether good or bad. So all that good that you're doing for the kingdom of God, 
when you get to heaven, Jesus is going to give you a crown, a crown of life, a crown of glory. He's going to hug you. He's going to celebrate you. He's, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to, man, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. It says this here in Hebrews 6, God is not unfair. He will not forget the work you did or the love you show. Watch this. I love this for him and the help you gave and are still giving to other Christians. So when we help each other, the, the Bible says, God's word says, we're serving him. And that's why when you get to heaven, there's nothing in this world that any company can pay you. That when you meet Jesus, when he hands you that, that crown or, or when he gives you that hug. I don't know if it's a proverbial crown or whatever, but the Bible says it's a few crowns that we get. But when, when he kisses you, when he hugs you, when he welcomes you home, you're going to all know, man, my serving was worth it. Fighting the good fight of faith was worth it. Building the house of God was worth it. Come on, you're going to know that. All right, number, number, number three, okay. Number three, it's a pillar. It's a pillar. All right. A pillar is something that holds up a structure. Okay. We have a pillar right here in the middle of the room. It's that white thing right there. It's a pillar, right? It holds up a structure. It holds up something significant. The church is a pillar. You and I are a pillar when we get together. And I thank God for over 16 years, there have been pillars in the community. Even when I didn't feel like going to church, I always knew I could go back next Sunday. And when I got there, those people, their faith, their encouragement would hold me up. Their their faith would lift my head up again to dream again, to believe God again. Right? We're a pillar. Someone say pillar. Pillar. It says this, uh, 1 Timothy 3.15. Paul wrote this to Timothy, 1 Timothy 3.15. It says this. I don't know if I I gave it, but I hope I did. Uh, Just listen. There it is. Um, God's household or the household of God. This is the church of the living God. Here it is, which is the pillar and the foundation of the truth. This is a pillar and the foundation of the truth. A pillar represents strength. And, 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 and so to, to see when we worship, there are tears just flowing. Yeah. Right? When, when you pray with a prayer partner, you feel strengthened. Yes. Right? When you worship, there's a strength in that. And that's the pillar operating. That's the pillar of, of the church. Also, all of the things that you've done in this city and throughout this county, through Highlight the City Week and, and changing all the lives that we get to change in our city. There's a mandate in Scripture. God spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. He said, he said pray for the blessing of your city. Pray for the prosperity of your city. Serve your city. And then you will prosper in the city. And so you all have been serving and making a difference whenever you, you serve. I want to show you a quick video uh, with one of our outreach partners, Interfaith Work. And uh, it's just a powerful video. So if you just take a moment and watch the screens and then we'll finish this message off. Thank you. My name is Miranda Marks. I work for Interfaith Works. My job title is Community Engagement and Volunteer Coordinator for our Clothing Center. And we have been partnered with Highlight Church for a little over a year now, I believe. I think we first got connected in August of 2021. Here at the Clothing Center, we receive anywhere from 10 to 40,000 pounds of donations every single month. And not including me, we have a full-time staff of five people. So as you can imagine, you know, thousands and thousands of pounds of donations with just a couple of people trying to sort through everything is 
if we didn't have our volunteers, especially if we didn't have the highlight volunteers, just we would not get anything done. Um, the pile of donations would just keep growing. We wouldn't have things to put out for our clients. Um, one of the things that I really loved about working with the folks from Highlight is just the energy and the passion and dedication. I, I mean, I remember there was one time that a group came and I literally ran out of bins and hangers for the volunteers to like sort clothing into and hang clothing onto. And like, we had to wrap things up early because it was like, I want you to keep working, but I don't have anything else for you to do. You've like, you've depleted all of our resources in just the span of about an hour and a half. Um, you know, and so it, you know, and that kind of service means that clients in need are able to get clothing, household items. They're able to stretch their budgets in different ways. Like the impacts in the lives of our clients, it's, Things that we might take for granted, like just having some clothing, you know, some bedding, it might not seem very important, but you know, for our clients who already often have so little, having even like a free bag of clothing once a month means that they're able to continue to live with dignity and to support themselves. And I am so grateful to, especially our volunteers from Highlight who have come over the, the past year or so, um, just their dedication has been such a special gift for us. You know, I remember the very first time that we had some folks from Highlight Church come and volunteer it was like maybe like five or six people um, and then the next time there was 20 people and then after that there was 25 and I think we're going to get to a point where I'm going to run out of space <laughs> because so many people from Highlight are just so ready to show up and get the work done um, and that's you know and again it's like even if you're only here for a couple of hours you know you might not see a huge change in the pile of donations that we have but like you're taking that energy with you you're bringing it to everyone else who you encounter and you're able to tell other people about this really powerful experience you've had of just like spending a couple of hours with people from your church sorting clothing and like doing the work of being the church i just i know that the spiritual impact is going to be so deep and so profound and that is going to manifest into something that is really truly beautiful and is going to mean that everybody is going to have what they need to live with dignity and I will never take that for granted. I think all that I can say is thank you. Um, we have been so lucky to have this partnership with Highlight Church. The volunteers who have come from the church are so hardworking, are so dedicated and passionate and are so filled with grace that I leave just feeling so humbled and inspired by the energy that you all bring with you and so I would have to say thank you so much for sharing that energy with us and for sharing it with us in a way that has meant, has led to meaningful change in the lives of those in need in our community. Wow. And that's just one of many partners, many partners that we've served with. How about Luna, baby girl in the, in the oh man, that just, it's like, amazing. So if you see her, give her a high five, okay? Awesome. So, so number four, the, the, final, the final metaphor is it's an environment. The local church is an environment. I'm sorry, an atmosphere, an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere. It says this in Psalm 92, verse 12 through 14. It says that good people will prosper like palm trees. I probably read this verse like 10 times this year, like 20 times this year. I just love this verse. And they will grow strong like cedars of Lebanon. Here it is. They will take root in your house, Lord God. All right. All right. So, so a lot of people want to know, like, what is my purpose? What is my purpose in life? And as a pastor, I am, I've been commissioned to, to tell you that your purpose is to find a local church. It doesn't have to be here, but you got to find a local church. That, that has a, you, you got a, there's a spiritual flow that you have. 
You love the vision of that church. You're being fed by that church. Your life has been changed within that church. And what you must do with your life is you got to root yourself in that church. That's God's word is to get rooted because there, 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 there are benefits to it. It says you're going to do well. You're going to do well. They will be like trees that stay healthy and fruitful even when they are. Here's the future. Old. You see that? Even, even when they're old. So there are three results of your life. If you would just get rooted. If we would stop playing church. If we would stop tipping God. If we would stop, I might serve, I might not. No, no. If you get rooted and get yourself in the atmosphere, in the soil of the church, the Bible says the word of God promises this is your future. Wealth, and not just financial wealth, all, all forms of wealth, relational wealth, right? Wealth, all, all forms of wealth. Number two, health. There's a wholeness that comes when you're rooted because the nutrients of that church get on the inside of you. Right, right. There, there's, there, the nutrients get on the inside of you. And then fruitfulness. You're going to be fruitful. That means you're going to be productive. and You're going to change lives. And you're going to make an impact in people's lives. When you're rooted in the house of God. Even when they are old. I don't know about you, but I was reading the Bible the other day. And it said Moses, when Moses died, the Bible says that he was still sharp. Like he, his, his eyesight was sharp. His mind was sharp. He was strong physically. And I think Moses was 100 years old or 120 years old. I got to go back and review. But, but, but that's what it means to serve the Lord. Right. It doesn't mean that as you grow older, you get weaker. Come on. But, but as you grow older, you should be getting stronger and wiser and, and better. You should Watch this. I'm going to go here. You should be wealthier the older you get financially. You, you, you should have more influence the older you get. You should be pouring into more people the older you get. You, you, you should have more capacity to impact the world the older you get. Your, your old year shouldn't be years spent in depletion and weakness, but it should be spent in strength. Strength. I don't know. It's, it's good for me. <laughs> I'll take it, Lord. I'll, it's a good package, right? All right. So real quick, it's an atmosphere. Okay. Okay. I want to give you five real quick. So in our church, we have an atmosphere of vision. We have an atmosphere of vision. Write that down. It's an atmosphere of vision. I've lost count of the people who have come in our church and said, wow, you know, before I came to this church, I, I didn't have a vision for my life. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life, but now I know now I know I can see what God is doing. It's an atmosphere, number two, of life change. Life change. So many lives have been changed. So, so, many, so many lives, so many addictions have been broken. So many shifts. People, people come here depressed, strung out, suicidal, ready to give up. God turns their lives around. Some people come here ready to divorce papers on the table. Pastor, I'm done. Those marriages get healed. They get strengthened. And so much life change. Someone say life change. change. Number three, this is an atmosphere of healthy relationships. Oh, yeah. I was speaking to a visionary yesterday when, when brunch was over. And she said, Pastor, I did not know how important relationships were to my health. 
I didn't know how important growing up all my life. I, she said, I didn't know. I didn't know how important it was to my mental health, my physical health, my emotional health. I'm like, yeah, it's vital that you assess your circle. And if they don't want what you want, if they're not growing in the Lord, you, you might need to make some changes. She said, yeah, pastor, I go back home. And they're talking about the same things we talked about when we were in our teens. And she's like, y'all don't want more? Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't changed the way y'all talking? Assess your relationships. Here's healthy relationships. And then it's an, it's an atmosphere of impact. Someone say impact. 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 And then the, na- the last one here is giving. Giving. It's an atmosphere of giving. Very simple message today. Nothing deep. Everyone okay? Yes. It's atmosphere of giving. When Pastor Kyra and I came here last week, and uh, Pastor Ken was preaching, sometimes we like to come here like as guests. Like sometimes we don't even like to tell people we're coming because we, we don't want y'all to straighten up. You know what I mean? Like don't do that. Like it, it's already weird enough, right? Just just be you. But but we came in and, and it was oh my god, my, my heart was my heart was so full. I was so proud of what we're becoming. You know, guests are being cared for and, and high fives and hugs and encouragement and laughter. And the, the kids are leaving the, the, the kids' environment. They're smiling and they got their, you know, it's, it's, it's because you're a giving church. That's right. It's because you're giving, you're giving encouragement and you're, you're giving hope and you're giving faith. We're giving church. And, and some of you will attest that as you've served, your life has become more whole. Right, because you, you know now serving Jesus is no longer, life isn't just about you, yeah. but it's about the next person who's coming in yeah. and they need some hope. So yes. this is an atmosphere of giving. Someone say giving. giving. And so here it is, here it is. I said I'll take a little bit more time. On December the 11th, we have an opportunity to give in a very tangible way. Yeah. We have an opportunity to give. We have an opportunity to become a larger house a healthier home, a stronger pillar, and a cultivate a greater atmosphere when we bring our offering on the 11th. So, good. so I want you to do three things, okay? Real quick, I'm almost done. Three things when it comes to the 11th. I want you to, number one, it all starts with a P, easy to remember. I want you to pray. I want you to pray about your offering. Some of you need to start tithing on the 11th. You haven't started that yet. Some of you, that's going to be your step, is to bring the tithe for the first time. But for those of you who are tithing, on that day, we're going to go above and beyond. And we're going to pray and we're going to ask God, God, are we fully trusting you? I love this season. We get on the kitchen table and we're like, how, mu- how much the Lord put on your heart? I'm like, how much the Lord put on your heart? And it's like, uh, and, but we always go towards that larger amount. We pray. I'm not going to tell you what to give. You pray. Number two, I want you to prepare prepare. Later in the series, I'm going to share this verse that's going to blow your mind about when David built the temple. He said, the place where your glory dwells. David went all in. He prepared. He prepared because he knew that the church was the house of strength for his life, for his family. So prepare. Okay. And then number three, we're going to participate on the 11th. We're going to participate. Because we need to make room for more people. We got to become a larger house, a healthier home, a stronger pillar, and a greater atmosphere. We have to, church.
we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to. Just think about it like this. Where would your faith be without your church? Where would your marriage be without your church? Where would your life be without your church? Good. 